Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Fresh out the oven with another slice of Believe in 49ers podcast. I am your host, Tommy Call the Third, presented by the Believe Podcast Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Tommy underscore III, triple I for the third. You can catch all my written work for all things 49ers at Niners Wire via USA Today. And boy, do we have a jam-packed show for you today. We got a little recap of the 49ers gritty divisional win over the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday in week two and a preview for Thursday night football against the New York Giants, the San Francisco 49ers home opener on a short week at Levi Stadium this Thursday, all jammed into one episode here on Believe in 49ers. So buckle up and let's get into it because there's a lot to talk about. The 49ers are coming off a 30-23 win over the Rams on Sunday, while it may have been a little closer than expected, myself included. It was a tight game, although the score makes it sound a little tighter than it was because of obviously the last minute, Sean McVay's last minute cover hero, backdoor cover field goal. But I think myself and others needed a reminder early in the season just how tough divisional games are, especially on the road. So kudos to Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers for handling business on Sunday. While last year was a disaster for the Rams, Sunday proved Sean McVay is still an elite play caller. He can scheme guys open. Matthew Stafford isn't fading or washed. And in all honesty, I thought Stafford was pretty impressive. His arm looked live. He had command of the offense. And all those young playmakers running around, he hit those guys open and put some pressure on the 49ers, especially on the road. You know, and after trading shots in the first half, and kind of the first thing I want to get into on this game is Steve Wilkes, specifically the 49ers' new defensive coordinator. I thought the Rams' offense really moved the ball fairly well on the 49ers. You know, for the, I want to say for the first time in a long time, we haven't seen the 49ers defense get 
you know, pushed around at that level where it seemed like another offense kind of really knew how to attack their weak spot. I mean, they neutralized the 49ers pass rush, attacked open spots on the field from easy completions. It wasn't like it was big play after big play. They were kind of methodically moving the ball. The 49ers defense looked like it had some areas of vulnerability, but that could be, you know, a positive thing after all, because we got to see the first look at what Wilkes adjustments would look like, what the new defensive coordinator in Santa Clara could do at halftime and how the 49ers defense responded. That was the main thing that stuck out to me in this game, because with a pair of turnovers from Stafford in the second half, I, I interceptions from Isaiah Oliver and Lenore, those to me, were two of the key plays of the game. That really swung this in favor of the 49ers. It seemed like the team to kind of create the first turnover or create the first scoring drive off a turnover was going to win this game, and it was the 49ers. You know, they gave up 17 points in the first half, and then in the second half, they only allowed six points, and that's including McVay's three points at the end of the game to hit the cover and ouch to any of our betters who were on Niners at minus seven minus seven and a half rough way to go out still not exactly sure what Sean McVay was thinking what the thought process there was with that um surprised that hasn't been more talked about subject this week to be honest we wrote about it a little bit over at Niners Wire but haven't seen a lot of people talking about it outside of that initial reaction but oof, that was a rough one so shout out to all the people out there grinding that out at minus seven um but some other things that th- stood out to me in the 49ers win over the Rams was Kyle Shanahan's aggressiveness. Talking a little bit about the coaching staff both both ways. I mean, I loved that he sent Purdy and the offense out there at the end of the first half to score a touchdown as opposed to kicking a three going into halftime trailing. That game was good, locked up at 17-17. And I just... I think he deserves some praise for the trust he's showing in Purdy early on in the season. Granted, it's been two day two games, but there hasn't he hasn't wavered at all, Kyle Shanahan, with the, with this young quarterback. It seems like the confidence and the trust is there. Really, unlike many quarterbacks we've seen Kyle Shanahan coach up in Santa Clara, including Jimmy Garoppolo, um, the faith he consistently has in this guy to kind of make make the right decision you know, and give him the keys to a sense to an offense that we can see is highly powerful. And I think that that trust also translated a little over to Jake Moody. I mean, I think it's something we need to talk about for just a second here, sending him out the rookie kicker out on a 57 yard field goal. You know, Moody is starting to look like a player with that kick and how consistent he's been early on in the season. And that, you know, was worth taking in the third round. And with everything we saw in the preseason and the struggles that stuck out, Moody's ability to kind of provide some stability and confidence in the kicking unit deserves mentioning and has gone a long way early on in the season. I mean, how often do you remember Kyle Shanahan sending out a kicker for a 57-yarder? Obviously, you know, Robbie Gold was more of a veteran and, you know, the leg – having a huge leg wasn't necessarily, you know, something he's known for, 
but still just sending in a, a rookie out there to get it done after the struggles we saw in the preseason. I think, you know, Kyle Shanahan deserves some praise. He's coached up two very good games through two weeks. Not a lot of stuff you can say about him right now. And I thought Sunday was another one and kind of preaching aggressiveness, confidence on the road goes a long way. More praise for the 49ers deserves to be shined on the offensive line, the interior offensive line specifically, because I don't know about you, but I was impressed about what happened with Aaron Donald watching that game. Genuinely, it kind of felt like, is this guy even out there? Like it it wasn't even in my game notes of what Aaron Donald did on Sunday. It was like he was completely erased from the game. Game balls absolutely deserve to go to Spencer Buford, Aaron Banks, and Jake Brindle. There wasn't much of an interior pass rush at all in that game. And they they helped, you know, clear running lanes for Christian McCaffrey on another dominant day on the ground. And like we talked about in the preview podcast for the Rams, if there's one player in the NFL defensively that can absolutely wreck and take over a game single-handedly, Aaron Donald jumps right to the top of the list. We've seen it happen before. And for some reason, Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers, that interior offensive line, whoever's lining up there, has the ability to kind of neutralize one of the pound-for-pound pound, pound pound best players in the NFL time and time again. Because Aaron Donald, at this point, seems to struggle against the 49ers consistently. And it happened again in week two because he was awfully quiet honestly in his tenure against the 49ers it seemed to be one of his most quiet games where genuinely it felt like he wasn't out there on the field and he was you know obviously Debo Samuel had another impressive game was kind of a vintage performance from him a couple rushes a couple catches breaking some tackles for a touchdown I thought that was really good to see um But moving off the positives, let's look at a couple things that, you know, could be considered negatives. It's hard to, you know, find those things and point them out at this point in the season because I think it's not some sort of hot take or any surprise that you could say, look right now and go, the the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in football. There's a reason they're number one across anybody's NFL power rankings. So pointing out negatives, it's not like, Brock Purdy's out there turning the football over like crazy, but there are some things to talk about. And I don't want to harp on Purdy. He played a fine game and was a factor in this win. Hit all his intermediate and short throws. Very elite in the intermediate game. But where he missed was those deep passes, and it deserves to be talked about. I mean, this game might have been a blowout if he connects on a handful on one of those and it seemed like he missed two to three to four potentially and it's not like a theme or something to worry about um but if i think where the worry factor comes in for a young quarterback that's still figuring it out 49er fans people that watch these games are still figuring him out to an extent and i think one of the things that is exciting about brock purdy is his you know, ability to his want in pushing the football down the field is, is, you know, taking what's given to him deep as opposed to settling short. 
if he continues to miss a couple throws deep and starts settling short for everything and maybe say, I don't want to push the ball downfield because I know I'm going to miss some overthrow like we saw, that I feel like is problematic. Even if Kyle Shanahan's not necessarily calling deeper routes and having, you know, pretty settle, that's where this could be problematic. And I do, I would not want the 49ers to go down that path because I think what makes this offense tick with Purdy under center is his willingness to push the ball down the field. I would rather have him miss a couple times than elect to hit the short throws and the check down throws. That's, that's Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what many 49er fans had problems with Jimmy G and that's not a knock on him or anything, but I think the elevation of the offense with Purdy under center, as opposed to really any guys that have been there in Santa Clara with Shanahan is that different element for Purdy, keeping his eyes down the field and taking those chances. And even if he's going to miss, I'd rather have him miss, especially early on in the season with the team cruising two and oh, continue to take those deep shots, Brock Purdy. I don't think, you know, any 49er fan is going to complain if the game is, you know, if the 49ers are continuing to win, but there's some passes because once he does hit on those, it's going to be a touchdown. Um, one of the last things I want to touch on uh, from LA before we move on to a little Giants preview and get you ready for Thursday night football is the 49ers pass rush. I mean, after an ultra disruptive day in Pittsburgh, Nick Bosa and Drake Jackson were fairly quiet against the Rams. While Bosa is still creating pressure, he has not landed that first sack yet. And I don't think it's any, like, we don't need to make some big theory about, oh, he missed training camp, blah, blah, blah. He was holding out. I don't think it's any direct reflection of his holdout, but it's something to monitor. It feels like once that first sack hits, they're going to start to pour in. And I, I think, more so, I was interested in watching what Drake Jackson did in this game because it felt like week one was either, you know, a really great performance to start the season or the start of a potential breakout year for the former Trojan edge rusher. And for him to go into L.A. and be fairly quiet, um, I don't know, it was, I guess, a little bit disappointing. And again, we're picking at straws here because... The 49 it's hard to pick out some guys on the 49ers at this point that were underwhelming, but I think the pass rush in general, it's why one of the reasons why Stafford looked so impressive, I believe, at least in that first half, is because the pass rush was fairly neutralized. Um, however, heading into week three here against the Giants with multiple guys out on their offensive line, including uh, former high first round pick Andrew Thomas their tackle he has been ruled out with a knee and um I can't sorry I don't know what the injury is that he was ruled out with um it's not right here in front of me but he is going to be out for that game and it feels like this is the a game where the floodgates could open for Nick Bosa and he really gets going he loves primetime too it feels like every primetime performance when the night's lights are on he really comes alive. Um, so let's get into that that Giants game here. Short week. Let's get into Thursday Night Football. To start it off, we have some injuries, starting with Brandon Ayuk. He's listed as questionable with a shoulder injury. Um, he was injured early in the contest against the Rams after two 
you know, clutch impressive catches that kept the 49ers opening scoring drive going, set up the Christian McCaffrey touchdown. He kind of bounced in and out of that game. Um, he's listed as questionable currently. Uh, Ambry Thomas is also listed as questionable for the 49ers with a knee injury. Um, but I think the more headline worthy injuries are on the other side of the football with the Giants because they will be extremely shorthanded. No Saquon Barkley, no Andrew Thomas, as I just mentioned. Uh, ben Bredesen's out. Aziz Alarie is out. Um, but obviously Barkley is the... Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions big miss for the giants he is absolutely the catalyst on offense he's coming off of a solid performance against the cardinals with two touchdowns catching the ball rushing the ball he is the guy there now with saquon who is officially ruled out we will get to see former friend matt Breida likely get a bulk of the carries um they could have like a three-headed monster there with some other young guys gray brightwell um eric gray who was a uh former he's a rookie but it looks like Breida is going to be the guy at least that gets the start and is going to see some opportunities against the 49ers defense I mean he's older but it's worthy of a reminder that he's still got some juice for sure um but I think the big question even outside of now with Barkley out in this game is the Giants who are they I mean really who is this team because if this was the first game of the year, we could probably talk about a lot of different things about this team being, you know, a trendy pick for an, uh, you know, an NFC championship team. Even, I mean, there was a lot of people very high 
on the New York Giants for right for reason. They were very impressive last year, kind of hitting that trend of a second year impressive coach with Brian Dable. Daniel Jones seemed to come into his own to an extent, signed Darren Waller, tough offensive line, got some pieces on defense. It seemed like this was a team that was kind of trending towards, you know, a perennial playoff contender. Now you fast forward to week three and the question still remains is who are these guys? Because week one, an absolute blowout, 40 to zero to the Dallas Cowboys in primetime. Everybody saw that one. And then just last week, you go into Arizona and credit to the Arizona Cardinals to extent because they're better than I think a lot of people, a lot of people thought, at least Jonathan Gannon, who many poked fun at, has those boys over there, you know, trying to an extent. They're not just laying down. They're not just absolutely trying to lose. But they felt the Giants fell majorly behind to the Cardinals, pulled out a wild comeback win behind Barkley and Daniel Jones. And there's still the read is who are these Giants? And I don't know if we'll know who they are by the end of Thursday Night Football, but without Barkley, you know, Jones and Brian Day will try to, I feel like, open that 49ers offense up a little bit. Try to kind of stretch the field with maybe a big play threat like rookie Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee, who I really liked coming in the draft. I actually think he's going to be a very good player. But for guys who are maybe, you know, specifically speed threats early on in their career, it might be a little bit tough to impact the game. But while he runs deep and is going to be out there kind of trying to push the football down the field and get open in one-on-ones and Daniel Jones will push the ball to him. Don't get it twisted with Daniel Jones. I think with a quarterback like him, people realize, Oh, he's like a, you know, a, a, a dink and dunker. Like, no, he will try to take the deep shot, but while he runs deep, I think Darren Waller is the guy that the 49ers attention will have to be on because he's going to have that chance to work underneath. He had a solid performance against the Cardinals, but realistically, Outside of those two options, the Giants are ultra thin when it comes to playmakers. So I don't think there's even even more so last week with the Rams, Puka Nakua. We talked a lot about him and Tutu Atwell, Kyron Williams. I mean, even that list of players right right there might be a little bit more scary than what the Giants are going to run out there on Thursday night at Levi Stadium. So defense i feel like they should be able to take advantage with you know loading the box a little bit and firing that pass rush and daniel jones who is a guy they'll have to neutralize a little bit with his feet he can run the football pretty well but again and i'm going to say this multiple times through the rest of the way nick bosa this could be the breakout performance night no andrew thomas at tackle really is going to limit you know a lot of what the Giants do and not having Saquon Barkley back there, but it just feels like this could be a Nick Bosa three sack performance type of thing, really a breakout night for the 49ers. Um, you know, off, uh, offensively for the 49ers defensively for the Giants, there's no, you know, tall tale signs of the Giants defense really slowing down anybody. I mean, the Cowboys and even the Cardinals were able to do a lot of stuff offensively not maybe whatever they want but a lot of stuff offensively to the Giants defense um you know they got a pair of rookie corners back there and Debo Samuel 
coming off a solid performance of his own and Brandon Ayuk, it feels like if he plays, they should be able to absolutely expose that secondary. And we're not even talking about Christian McCaffrey because outside of this guy is one of the best players in football and on an absolute wagon and on a heater right now, rushing the football with, it seems like every time he touches the ball, the threat of going to the end zone is very much alive and he just grinds on teams. Um, I want to talk about Christian McCaffrey in a second here with just the workload aspect and Thursday night football on a short week, but we're not even needing to talk a ton about Christian McCaffrey because we know what he's going to do. And I think to the, some of the best teams in the league, he's still going to be as effective as he is because He's just hitting on all cylinders right now. And the way Kyle Shanahan's using him seems fairly unstoppable. But if the 49ers really want to stretch this thing out into, you know, another cruise control game, another fairly, you know, pushing the limits of a blowout, I think Debo Samuel and if Brandon Ayuk plays should be able to absolutely expose that secondary, some of the young guys back there. Um, but while Sunday's, you know, road comeback was impressive against the Cardinals for the Giants, and they needed that desperately after a rough start to the season. I think they were down 60 to zero through six quarters or something like that. There's a stat floating out there on Twitter. Can't remember what it was exactly, but I mean, a, a really embarrassing start to the year for a team that many expected, you know, to be pushing for the playoffs in a weaker NFC conference looked like a team that was probably going to be drafting really high on on draft day as opposed to worrying about the playoffs, but I don't see how the giants keep this one close, especially if the 49ers offense is cooking and their defense is putting things together. I mean, they're going to be on back-to-back road games on the West coast short week, no Barkley. I mean, the 49ers, I believe will put this thing in cruise control and move to three, and zero. um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I wanted to mention this earlier, but I think, Really quick, before we get to, you know, prediction time here on Believe in 49ers, I think we need to talk about the McCaffrey, not issue, but the conversation, the narrative that's going on right now in Santa Clara about him, his touches. Um, I talked about it on, I feel like every podcast I've recorded here in my early tenure with, with the Believe Network, but... I always thought that that for Christian McCaffrey to be his most effective and to wear on throughout this season and the 49ers are going to need him later on in the year in the winter months, but he, you know, there's going to be a point where Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are going to have to lean on an Elijah Mitchell. And if it's not Elijah Mitchell, Ty Davis-Price, Jordan Mason, someone like that, I think it's no surprise or secret code that any backfield is at its best when it's a one-two punch. And whether that's seven to ten carries a game for Elijah Mitchell or whoever RB2 there is, giving a drive-off for Christian McCaffrey. And I thought he made a really good point when he was talking earlier this week about his usage when he talked about well 
like the game against the Steelers, we were out on the field a lot because there's three and out after three and out after three and out. Well, it was a different story for the Rams where they had kind of these long methodical drives where they're chipping up and down the field and he was out on the sideline. So by the time the 49ers got the ball back, he was fresh again. So there's going to be some balance. And Kyle Shanahan spoke about, you know, wanting to be better with how they use that running back rotation. And I think that is kind of a, an important as a uh, factor to the 49ers season so far that we're gonna have to pay a little bit of attention to and i think on a short week with a team that i feel like the 49ers should be able to take advantage of is where we see elijah mitchell get you know a series or two type of thing i and, you know and even if he's not moving the ball even if he's not efficient or doesn't look 100 percent, i think the 49ers need to make that mistake and see it happen versus then giving uh, Christian McCaffrey 25 touches and letting him play late into games that, you know, are in hand for the 49ers. So I think that balance is going to be, you know, important to the 49ers going forward. The messages throughout Santa Clara this week have been, you know, Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell running back to getting the football. So I think that's going to be, you know, something to pay attention to, but, we will see that here soon on the field. Let's get into prediction time. You know, Thursday night football games have a chance of getting sloppy. We see it every single week. I think, you know, if you're on Twitter during the games or you're listening to anything, and it's like, why are they doing these games? So you always have to factor in just the slop effect that guys are banged up. The 49ers are coming off a road game, but if they are not getting up and spry for this one, home opener under the lights at Levi stadium two and zero, with the chance to get to three, and zero and have, you know, 10 days off before their next game. I think the 49ers will absolutely be up and should be able to control this game. With that being said, prediction time. I think it goes 31, 10 on Thursday. I think that 49ers offense moves the ball. Well, and Bosa has his breakout game with let's call it two sacks. He loves prime time. Take the 49ers as the double-digit favorite at 10.5. We were wrong last week. We went 0-2 in the betting prediction. Yikes. Hopefully everybody out there just faded me. But there's always the next game. So we'll be at 49ers, uh, you know, minus 10.5, along with, I'm going to take it again after it missed last week, Purdy over 1.5 touchdown passes. I think... When the football gets into the red zone, he will be keeping his eyes in there, wanting to make an impact in front of his home field um, team, and he gets two touchdown passes, and that number hits. All right, that should get you ready for Thursday Night Football. I'm excited. Love seeing the 49ers under the lights. Going to be an exciting game. Um, And, you know, there is a fair opportunity for this team to move on to 3-0 and start the season with a very big bang and kind of established themselves in front of a primetime audience that they are at this point early in the season, the best team in football. And they kind of ride that wave here for a second. We will be back on believe in 49ers with the reaction to Thursday's game after Thursday night football here on the believe network. As always, thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate you sticking with me um, here on believe in 49ers and we will be back. Good luck to the 49ers and everybody out there watching. This is Tommy Call, the third for the Believe Network. Thank you. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. 
Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or planned to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, essential central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.